one. And you're alive. <laughs> oh, great. I have long legs. Welcome to Community Christian Church. Um, of San Bernardino. Um, hello, Roger. Hello, Judy. Hello, everybody else. Hello, Matt. I'm sure you're watching. Hello, Allie. Hello, everyone. God bless. Hello, hello, hello. Um, maybe Leah, maybe Kathy. Hi, Kathy, if you're watching. Um, okay, so reminder, yeah, tonight we're in Romans 12. Did we hit, did we hit to verse 3? Yes. No. I think so. Yes, we did, no, no. Just one through five. Good audio. One through five. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you get put some? Okay. Put some tanks oh, in the back. Yeah. Oh. I just got my glasses. Yeah. 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 Friday night is Good News Night at 6.30. We are going to start uh, Season 3, Episode 1. Nice. When is it Friday? Five mem- huh? Yeah, Friday? it's Friday. Yeah. Oh, if someone here. actually comes. I'll be here. We didn't because you weren't here. Oh, thank so you, we didn't brother. even watch this show. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, only Mary showed up, actually. I'll be here this Friday. Yeah. The only one. That was babysitting. Yeah, I'll be here. And um, I think the 26th, Saturday the 26th, is the women's and and men's men's breakfast. breakfast. (laughs) And Bible uh, And that's going to be yummy, you know. We don't know. Women's and men's. Blue's your color. (laughs) (laughs) The 26th. I think that's it. Other than these studies are every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30. And you should be here. I'll be here Thursday, too. Going to work this week. We good. All right. We're going to be in Romans 12, I think, at verse 3. But we'll, we'll, we'll read through the whole thing again. Go to 9. We'll read through it to you. Go to 9. Yeah, skip to 9. Why? 12, 9. Why? No, we've got to go section by section. Chapter. Love must be sincere. Thank you, Nick. No, anyway. That's what Christians do. No, we don't. We don't gloss over. Those who try end up finding themselves two steps back instead of three steps ahead. Of it's like saying, oh, I don't like this. I mean, don't they do that? No. Oh, okay. That's why you go verse by verse. Okay, I'm learning what a real Christian should be like then. That's why you should read it from cover to cover. (laughs) I've already read Romans. You should read the whole Bible from cover to cover. Anyway, anyway, let's go. This is a... Continue. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, just... uh, Lord, thank you for this time. Lord, thank you for your hand over all of this. Help us to just open your word to 
hear from you, Lord, and help us to open our hearts to acknowledge what you're speaking to us, Lord, and not not just in one ear out the other, but let us actually write it down in our hearts, Lord. Let us remember it. Let us let it change our lives, Lord. And speak to us, Lord. Help us just to understand through your understanding, Lord. And Lord, we ask your hand over uh, Mary's family, Lord, as uh, Aunt Mary died, Lord, and just have your hand over the entire family, over Uncle Bob and everyone, Lord, just help them to have comfort and peace, Lord. Any other prayer requests, Lord, have your hand over each person, Lord. Be with those that need you, Father. We ask this in your name. Amen. 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 Romans 12.1. We're going to read through it again and then do a recap of the first three verses. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us, sorry, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him prophesy. Sorry, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do so cheerfully. So everyone remembers what we went over, that we're supposed to keep ourselves focused on the Lord, that he has to, we have to, we have to offer ourselves literally kind of as a sacrifice. So every time we go to the Lord, we're laying it all down, not just our body, but everything, our spirit, everything we're going through. We lay it all down for the Lord. We play ourselves naked, pretty much, because when you're naked, you don't have anything covering you, everything's exposed. That's what we're supposed to be called to. And when we're doing so, we find ourselves a renewing of our mind because the Lord's now able to work in us. After we accept him and let him change our lives, he starts renewing our mind. He starts changing us. And from there, we no longer conform to the world. We no longer go to the things of the world for comfort and peace and the way the world wants you to be. And instead, we start transforming into what God originally created us for, what he originally purposed our life for. And then in um, 3, 
it says then you'll be able to test. Sorry, that's the end of two. And sorry. Then you will be able to test and approve of what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. The reason why you're able to do so afterwards is because now you're spending time with the Lord. Now you're actually speaking to him. You're actually being one with him. He's your friend. And when you're a friend, when you're in a friendship, you kind of know almost everything about each other. I mean, there's granted a couple of things you don't know, but you're actually sitting here. You're actually learning about each other. You're actually spending time with each other. And from there, he shares with you things. The only way you actually know what his will is, it says it in here. His will is that not one was hers, that all would be separate. Unfortunately, a lot of us get stubborn-headed, especially in the world. A lot of us are stubborn-headed, don't want to change, don't want to allow the world or the Lord to work in your life. And instead, find yourself sitting on the bench, doing whatever. And so, from there, now we're in three. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. We will, like we said uh, last Thursday, I think it was. The sober judgment only comes from the Lord. That only comes from the renewing of your mind, because now you have a clean mind. You're able to think without any distra distractions, without... Oh, this comes up, or that coming up. The Lord's already is changing your mind, changing your thoughts. He's changing the very being that you are. And we said it also Thursday, was whatever you speak comes out of your heart. Meaning, what's coming out of your mouth is what's in your heart, where you actually have stored in there. And so, if you're sitting there speaking evil, where's your heart at? If you're sitting there cursing people, where's your heart at? And so that's why the Lord wants us to transform. He wants us to be what he created us for. Because he didn't create us to curse one another. He didn't create us to speak malice or gossip or any of that stuff. There's a lot of things that go on even in the church. Matt said it Sunday. There's a lot of things even in the church that's going on that um, shouldn't be there. Yep. And so he, that's when the enemy is trying to get that foothold. And no credit to the enemy, but we give him that foothold. We give him the power. The only power he has is what, he, what we give him. And a lot of times we find ourselves giving him the power. How many of us do that? It's like you're sitting there, you're thinking about the Lord throughout the day. And next thing you know is one little thought comes up. And you start entertaining that thought. You're like, oh, well, what about this? And then that on top of it, and this on top of it. And the next thing you know, you went from thinking about a verse about the Lord to thinking about pornography. Or thinking about, <laughs> like, it goes down a rabbit like hole. You're acting on that, on that thought. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, yeah, it's, it, well, it's one thing to it, it's one thing to entertain the thoughts, another to act on it. But the the, 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 the thinking alone leads to, to the, you know, the action. Exactly. If you start entertaining the thoughts, it leads to the action. To the action. Because it's, it's literally one step away. Mm -hmm. Because once you start entertaining it, that's when it starts to Manifest. start thinking about it more and it manifests. Manifest, and it's getting yeah. um, worse and worse. And you're thinking of ways you could do it or you're thinking of ways you could do that. Next thing you know, this whole entire thing's in your head. And... The only thing is to do the action at that point. 
It's one step away. Whether it's drinking, whether it's being angry at somebody, whether it's whatever. It's one step away. I've heard I've heard it said like harboring uh, having the thought is not the sin. Harboring it is letting it dwell on it. So when it comes in, push it out. But when you harbor it, um, then it then it grows root. Then then you're giving it a home. You're tilling it. You're fertilizing it. You're watering it. Yeah. You're putting putting sun to it. You know. It's, so you don't want it. You don't want to fertilize it. You don't want it to grow. You want to put it out. And, and if and if um if if it doesn't go right away, then you just start reading or you start praying or you start singing worship songs whatever it takes to put your mind back on Christ and godly things and then pretty soon you see it's gone that's how you give it to him see something I learned to do is because you have the Lord living in you and you're, you're focusing on the focusing on the Lord you have the power Something I learned to do is even if a thought comes up, is tell, say, get behind me, say, say it in your mind, say it where, whatever. And it, I mean, granted, it doesn't always work. Sometimes it still comes back, but you just keep thinking about the Lord. You keep saying that. You keep saying all these things because eventually it is going to go away. Eventually, it's not going to be right there. You're focusing on the Lord, and you're not wanting that. Then, You're like, wanting that to remove then, like Pastor Matt said, I think it was, I don't know, it was Sunday or Thursday, you know, dwelling on your scripture that it impacted you. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, that he said, then yeah. dwell on that one and yeah. that, that it really hit you and focus on that when those thoughts come yeah. in. Yeah, your memory verse. Yeah. Pull your memory verse Verses out. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your life verse, a lot yeah. of people call it. So. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do every um, when I'm reading a passage in my quiet time is to find a verse that sticks out to me the most during that um, quiet time and make that the verse for the day. Stand on that throughout the day. And every time something starts to come up, I think about that verse. Yeah. Or, or I go and look it up again and I read it. Right. Mm-hmm. That way I'm going back to the scripture every time. Which one is the one that, I don't know, is it Joshua? There's a famous scripture. I know the plans I have for you. Okay. Jeremiah. 20, Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Yeah. You have to go through 13. Originally, the one I memorized was Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Uh, that was a scripture I stood on for a long time. Because it's a reminder that the Lord already set apart a plan for you. Uh-huh. He already has this great purpose for you. And that purpose isn't to harm you. It's not to harm your body, soul, or spirit. But it's to give you... Sorry, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So when you're focusing on the Lord, which is what the Lord wants you to do, which is his original purpose is to be walking with the Lord. I mean, look at Adam and Eve. They walked directly hand in hand with the Lord. Every single evening when it started at the cool of the day is when they walk with the Lord. The Lord will come and walk into the garden with them. Now, the la- in the last part of that verse, verse 13 says, 
and you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart right. you yes. know and so it's a promise it's a promise and the reason I th- I'd say that because a lot of times you know I think each one of us thoughts come through our mind right and a lot of the, oh man I wish why me like today prime example one of our friends played lottery okay doesn't know he's atheist I want to say play scratcher I play scratcher too he won 2500 and on a couple, he's always winning. On a couple scratcher he's always winning and he's I'm like look. what god Lord, I, I told him today like, <laughs> but you do see what I'm saying? Yeah. See those thoughts? And I was, I, but then at the same time, that's why it hit that Jeremiah. I, not to hurt, you know. It's I, not to make you have to give something right. up just to get it. Or, right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but, you see, something I always remember was uh, it was a God's Not Dead quote. Okay. It was a movie quote. The woman had dementia, and her son was there. He was atheist. He became atheist. But the grandma was, uh, like, straight, knew the Bible, loved the Lord, and everything. And so the son's sitting there with her. And he's like, look, look at you. You're the best person I know. You love the Lord, but you have dementia. I'm the most evil man I know. And I have everything. He's like, tell me why. Why that is. And next moment, you know, is she like she comes out of her dementia, and she sits there and talks to, him and says, "Oh, the world is like a jail cell, except everything is nice in it. You don't want to leave, and the door's wide open, but it's too comfy, and you don't want to leave all the good things. But then one day, it's just um, gets stolen from you, and all your stuff is gone, and you slam shut." She said, then it's not so comfy in there. Right. That's, that's how the world is. The enemy, he entices you. Uh-huh. Anything to get you distracted, anything to get you the, the Lord and his word. Mm-hmm. It's not even just discouragement. It's, it's just, If you're in the world, he's already got you where he wants you. Yeah, true that. But if you start seeking the Lord or start wondering about him, next thing you know is the enemy's going to try to distract you again or lead you this way or that way because he doesn't want people coming to the Lord. Right. He sometimes, wants people to go with him. Sometimes keeping you comfortable in your desires. That's why that's why the Bible says to not covet, you know. To not to not put things in such a high esteem in your life that that you'll that you'll drop everything for them. That you know just just let go and trust what God has yeah. for you, you know. So, have faith. Yep. Yeah, have yep. faith. That's why when we read this the measure of faith God has given you, which is at the end of verse 3. Um, I'm going to read back a little bit. But rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. When I think about that part, the faith part, and you can read it back in uh, different areas that uh, Paul had wrote about, like... Uh, and Ephesians, I think, is around 3. I think I just read it. I think it is 3 7 or something. Uh, yeah, 3 7. But 
when you go back and read it in there, he's talking, he says it grace, the grace God has given me. And um, he uses these references because what God has given him was love. He showed love towards him. He showed mercy towards him. He showed grace towards him. The measure of faith is by what God did for you. That's the measure. Everyone has the ability to have the same measure of faith, to have the same um, things of the Spirit. But a lot of times we get so caught up in the world, we don't act on it. I mean, it says Elijah was the same man that we are. <clears throat> Elijah sit, sat there, prayed for the no rain to come, and it didn't come for some like two years, five years or something. And then he prayed again, and it comes. He sat there, and he was on a mountaintop and um, heard the voice of the Lord. He saw the Lord split mountains with an earthquake and winds and, and fire. and just He saw all these different things. He killed... Um, what was it, like 500 uh, priests of Baal? And all these things happen, but yet a lot of times we get so caught up in the world, we forget who God is. That God has power over all things. In the sight. Exactly. In the sight. It's, that's why uh, you've got to stick in your words. You've got to stick with Him. Because if you don't stay connected with him in the word you don't stay connected with him um, through the spirit speaking to him and praying to him and being with him one in the spirit we're going to find ourselves doubting like Elijah did right after the priest of Baal where he had to run and almost died in the desert where an angel had to come and give him bread and make him eat these things only come through we only have that doubt when we stop focusing on the Lord it's like everyone, like uh, Matt says it all the time. The enemy only has the power you give him. Well, when you when you are not spending time with the Lord, you're giving the enemy power. You're because because uh, he doesn't stop. He doesn't take a break. You know, and so if we t- if we take a break. Um, boy, he starts hammering us with stuff. See, isn't this relaxing? You don't need this. You, you could take a break, you know. Just just stuff, fine-sounding arguments. Um, you can't. You can't. Because there's no, there's no middle ground in our faith. You're either, you either keep growing or, or you're sliding down. You're either hot or cold. That with your faith. I mean, you can have a relationship with the Lord. Not lukewarm. It's not black. It's not. It's either black or white, or it's not gray. Gray is gray. Gray area is more of your walk with the Lord. That's where a gray area comes in because your walk with the Lord can be black, white, or gray. You're either walking with the Lord, you're either not walking with the Lord, or you're walking. You know the Lord. You believe in Him, but you're walking in the world. That's the great. That's that middle ground. That's the ground that God would rather have you um, not even believe. He would rather have you be in the world than not know Him. Well, Jesus said it. I I wish that you were either hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I spit you out of my mouth. And that's and that's um, because you know what? Even someone that's cold, even someone they've made a decision and they're firm in that. But a person that 
that says he's a follower, but he's living in the world. He's misrepresenting God, and mm -hmm. and he's not just he's not just hurting him himself. He's hurting those around him. That especially those that that um, uh, know he pro proclaims to be a Christian. That's a louder blasphemy than than cursing. Because you're 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 saying you're one thing, but you're showing Christ as as something different. You're saying it's okay. How many how many times have you heard people say? I mean, I've heard it. I've heard it so many times. Oh, the church is full of hypocrites. I've heard it so many times. You know, Nick used to say that, right? Let's go to James. Huh? Threw you threw under the bus. You yeah, used to James say won. that the church is full of hypocrites. <laughs> you yeah. threw you under the bus. I still do. That's the point I was proving earlier. Hey, Nate. I love it. There's one. But he is right. Well, there's a not to say that we are like that, but you know, he's saying talking about other churches, other right. See, and and there's something else to that. I'll I'll add this too because a lot of people point point out people. You're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. You know, when when actually that's a person that's still growing in the Lord and hasn't gotten there yet. You know, every you, you can't you can't judge people that way. Well, you know, every person you can't. we're called to discern and. Nowadays, you have to discern what's what in the church because it says even in here that God's people will not even recognize him when he comes. Right. And it's not just, oh, they're referencing the Jews. No, it's to us who are grafted in as well. Right. Right. But the judgment we make is not on them. It's not on them at all. It's not our place to judge. You can't say you're well, going no, to I hell, you're discern. going to hell. You can't say that. I said discern. Well, discerning and judging is the same thing. You make those judgments for yourself to to say, oh, should I be doing that? No. Should I be acting that way? No. That's what those judgments are for, and that's what he wants us to see. And, and, and judge actions according to how we should live. Now, if it's a brother in Christ, you 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 lovingly talk to him. If 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 it's an area that um, that you uh, how do you how you say it? If it's an area, if it's a brother that you're close to, if it's a brother that God's put in your path, and you have a good rapport with them, and and you have that that openness with that person, then you should lovingly say it. But you can't you can't just go and, and you shouldn't go out into the world and say, Hey, you shouldn't be cussing, you shouldn't be smoking, you shouldn't be drinking. No, the world already knows what they should do and shouldn't do. What we should do is point them to Christ. You do know God loves you, Jesus loves you, He loves you so much, He died for you. That's what that's what the world needs to hear. Because when they come to him, he's going to do the cleaning. You catch them, I'll clean them, Jesus says. It's like this. <laughs> the saying. Um, there was a whole movement on it, the WWJD movement. What would Jesus do? Do you think Jesus go, went around telling people, every single person that he came across, hey, you've done this, 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 and this, right. and you're going to hell for it? No. He said, look, this is what I have for you. This is what the Lord has for you. Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give them rest. 
and he just went to them and he tried giving them rest. He loved on them. He forgave them of their sins. He healed them. He did things that was miraculous, all for the glory of the Lord, all for the glory of the Father. But he Not us. once did he try to take the uh, the pride. He didn't try to take that throne and mm-hmm. um, stand up with it. No. Instead, he always pointed it back to the Father. He guided us. Yeah. But he told us he over and us. over to make judgments. He told us over and over. You'll know them by their fruit. What, what is that? By the <laughs> That's growth. making a judgment. Yeah. You're, judging, you're judging the fruit. If there's fruit from that person's life, but you're not judging the person. You're judging the actions if they should be. You know. we, that's why it's so important to stay connected. Mm-hmm. So like that, uh, you know, then let's say your brother, might, you watch my character, you encourage me, you talk to me, right. you you lift me up, let's stay connected. Because that's what Jesus would want us mm-hmm. to do. Absolutely. You know, to outside and inside too. That's the like, iron sharpening And also iron. we have didn't we have to stay alert because the enemy comes in and think was one of the nights they they even come to church and deceives us. So the only way that we will know we know that's from the Lord or not is if we stay with right. connected. The, the spirit the spirit stirs in us and, and con- convicts us. It stirs in us and lets us know. We'll know if this is from God or if this not. Yeah. Because yeah. it goes against our spirit. Right? You were chomping out the bit. Does <laughs> <laughs> everyone I just want to say one thing is uh, keeping the world God in the con on the contents means a whole lot. So from chapter one to, to chapter eleven you guys see Paul Paul writing to the to fellow Jewish people so that we will not as believers we will not put the same pattern. Right. So in a in a body you need new believers, you need people strong in the faith. According to the mission of the faith, because guys, guys, not a god of disorder, guys, a god of order. Yeah. So you pay attention because they say that Paul is speaking to people who know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So they knew that there was an order of things. Mm-hmm. All every mm-hmm. Jewish people, yeah. there was people serving at the temple. There were the, you know, people who are actually people into the church. There was people who are, according to the mission of the faith, which means. To, to make one household, one dwelling place, not, not, not because he sees things differently. The, one of the mistakes that a lot of Christians do that you gotta believe what I believe. And that's, that's big time uh, uh, culty mentality. If you don't believe the way I see things, then you're wrong. That's not, that's not what the word teaches. So now he's, re- he's, re- he's referring to the body. We are many members forming one body. If you were placed by God to be the food, how can you want to be the brain? We need the food and we need the brain. We also need the hand. We also need the eye and the ear and the nose. We, we are we're many members forming one body. Right. So the advice on, on the contest is because there is random people who actually did not bow to the other manner of sin or judging because about the discernment and judgment. Chapter one, when you finish chapter one, it's to chapter two says, well, therefore you should not judge anybody. And it's gonna close with the same statement mm-hmm. in chapter 16. 
So it's, it's not, it's, it's uh, for us to understand that God is building one house, not by men, not by any force or, or knowledge. Everybody has, so, so let me put it to you guys like this. So we were ordained pastors, right? So what? I'm the one who went to well-educated and Matthew still stay with the Bible. But we still one body. Yeah. We, we still have, we, I cannot think that I'm more than mad. Yeah. And I cannot think that I'm more than memo. Because I went to get my education, I'm gonna be putting myself as a, as above Matteo head, no. So I need people like me. I need people like Mary. I need, we need, we need everybody. So, so there is movement. Yeah. Because when somebody wants to preach and teach only one way, then that's when the church is stagnant. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yes, that, that's, that's the, the, the Dead Sea. Yes, there right. is water, but it's dead. Yeah. Nothing happens on that Dead Sea. It's dead because there's no outlet. You see that? Yeah. Because it's going yeah. one way or, or the highway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we, the whole contents from chapter from 1 to 12, now we're jumping into, into understanding the purpose that God has called us for, to build one house. There is no male, nor female, nor Greek, nor, nor Jewish, nor none of that stuff. Yet, he's writing to the Jewish community. He's writing to the church in right. Rome. Right. So that they can be an example that they will not fall as their, as their ancestors has fallen and now applies to us so that we will not fall in the same pattern as them. You see how beautiful the, God using the Apostle Paul with so much understanding and wisdom to discern that applies to Jewish and non-Jewish people. Yeah. When we when we see one way, and you know, I, I, even myself right now teaching about about the, the you know the con and the contest is is vital. But I cannot have you guys see the scriptures the way that I see it because I was I was educated upon this letter. So I hear you guys going at it, but and you guys are really close to the whole package of the, the, the letter to Rome. And without taking things away from it, it's, you guys, when you go to verse four, five, six, and seven, and eight, you're gonna see that. That is us forming the body of Christ. Yeah. If, 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 if in the church, there is a disorder and nobody submits to the senior pastor, there needs division on the church. Right. Plain, plainly, that's another what you title this. If God has selected Matt to be the head of this congregation, okay, and if he makes mistakes, you, we are nobody to rebuke the elder or the church. The Bible teaches that. We can we can come down and talk, and, but he's the, he, he put that. And then there is deacons, and there is ushers, and there is people, and then we make a congregation. And then we make new believers. We need them. That's and the one that knows a lot, he says in there, don't consider yourself more highly than others. Uh-huh. Because you know a lot, Memo. Chill. Take a pill and chill. <laughs> he said, don't take yourself like more highly Like that saying, there's no iron team. Right. That's, that's what the truth is. He's teaching us so that we don't, huh? we don't become what religious. Yes. See? Because religion kills faith. 
Yes. He will always cure the feet. By relationship with God, he, then he says, okay, you know, now I have a calling to do the grounds. Praise the Lord. Now we have more workers. Now I have a calling to work with the little ones. Praise the Lord. Come on. One more. Come on. Instead of just sitting down and warming the seat, what you were referring to, that's why I told you that you guys were not too hot from the contents. Because then, then you, you just can become a, a pew sitter. And you know what happened to the pew sitters? They're just watching. That one is wrong. That one is okay. I don't like that one. Oh, that one? Oh, my gosh. Heck no. I don't want to even talk to that guy. He stinks. You know, because he comes from the streets. So we, we become like them, even not knowing the truth, knowing the scriptures, having an understanding of the scriptures and the sermons of what is written, we decide to walk upon them. Listen what the Bible says, like sheep without a shepherd. Everybody going their own way. Because there is no submission unto the Holy Spirit. There is no submission unto the, unto the servants of the Lord. There is no submission unto you. Any type of authority. By nature, by nature, we're rebellious people. We don't like to submit to nobody's authorities. We do not like the Pope. Yeah. It says the go goats and the sheep are all in the same pen. In the same pen. Listen, this, this is what the Lord says. If I, the wheat and the wheat, they are alike. If I unroot the wheat, to, you know, mm -hmm. to the way to, to say the way that I'm going to root both. Yeah. Yeah. Let him who come with the sequel and let him do the harvest. Yeah. That's what um, Nick was saying, and now what Pastor Memo and Nick was saying, verse 9. Mm -hmm. It goes right with that, what yes, you're it saying. It does. That's why it's like, it is. it's that. That is the. And, and, and check this out, sister. So the scripture is just for us to be united. Mm -hmm. Okay, even if, I've been saying it for quite some time. The, the one of the best signs for a believer to become to show maturity is when they learn to agree to disagree. I, I cannot make you guys see the scripture the way that I see it. I just can't. And I agree with everything of you. Even on the disagreement, okay, they're taking the Bible out of context. I will still agree with you. Because that's the love that I have. I cannot, I cannot tell you, no, you're wrong, because this, this, and that. No, come on, guy. That's why I started my speech, you know, I'm the one who took the education. But that's mean that I know more than you guys. I just know what is written, and I, and I seek the, the Lord face, and I'm telling you, this, this is about keeping the unity of the body so that we do not fall into judging one another. Yeah. And that's what, especially when you finish chapter 12 and you go to 13, you guys watch, you can think that, you know, and then because that one doesn't need vegetables, he only needs meat. Why are you judging that one? You know, it's going to go to that in chapter 14 and 15 yeah. so that we can keep the keep the unity of the, of, the, yeah. of the Lord. See, because listen, you guys, even for the unruly, the Lord died for them. Even for the worst sinner, the Lord was hanging a cross for him. And if we said, no, 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 then we're telling God, I've been telling a lot of brothers, a lot of pastors, when we put up, take that posture in ourselves, in our walk with Jesus, we're telling God that the sacrifice on Christ on the cross was not good enough. Unwillingly, 
blaspheming the work of the Holy Spirit, which is the sin that he cannot forgive you. All the sins he will forgive you, all of them, but that the blaspheming of the Holy Spirit, he will hold you accountable for it. Therefore, we can, we can remove our veil. We can remove our religious hearts. We can remove everything that, the way that I see things, and we just humble before God. and say, Lord, you are in control. Help us. Help us. See, I just went to the whole chapter. I need to shout out. You guys. That's good, though. I mean, it, 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 it brings out all those, all those points. Yeah. I'm Malin Parks. That's Leah. <laughs> Hi, Joe. That's my, my mama. You mean like James? Yeah, James, not Joe. James one. One. James one one. James. 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 You there? Santiago. I know uh, Mary. More than likely, Thea and Jack are here, for sure. Oh, James. James one one. Right after you said James, I went to it. Oh, yeah. James 1. Actually, well, I'm going to start at 1 just to start at the very beginning of this book. Since it's right there, but I just started going back to it. So. says James a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations greetings and what I love about that is that he greets the Jewish people first that's what he goes straight towards is talking about the Jewish people first just like how Paul does he speaks to the Jew then the Gentile uh, consider it pure joy my brothers whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If anyone of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously without finding fault and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, unstable in everything he does. The brother, the brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position, because he will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossoms fall, and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, 
the rich man will fade away, even while he goes about doing his business. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say to God, say, sorry, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted, sorry, but each one is tempted when by his own evil desires he is dragged away and enticed. Then, after his desire has conceived, it gets first to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Do not be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of the truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. There's a lot there. Yeah. But let's go back to, uh, I'm going to go back to six, six, seven, and eight. Uh, when I came back from surf camp, and yeah, Leah's going to hate me because I'm talking about surf camp again. Um, love you, Leah. <laughs> um, but when I was at surf camp, when we were coming back, I was talking to my friend, um, Namir. And when I was talking to him, uh, he was like in a sleep state, right? And... It was the Holy Spirit talking to me through him. He was sitting there, and I was talking to Namir, and I started describing things I was struggling with, and my own thoughts that I was, I was telling him my own thoughts that I have during these times, and all these different things. The one thing he said was, stop doubting. I have made you ready, because I started asking, am I even ready to serve you like I should? Am I ready to do these things that you're calling me to do? But yet he said, stop doubting, I have made you ready. You know, a lot of us, we have that doubt where we start thinking one way or thinking this way. Man, are I ready? Am I, am I good enough? Don't ever think like that. When we start thinking like that, we're just like it says here. When he asks, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. When you're sitting there doubting and you're wondering this, you're wondering that, the Lord's there trying to help you. But he can't help you because you're going one way, you're going this way, and you're going that way, and you're going this way, trying to find out which way to go. It's like you can't do anything. You get to find yourself stuck. You hear teachings this way, and he, you start going that way, and you hear teachings this way, and you start going that way. You're not finding the Lord like you should. The Lord wants you to find Him the way you are meant to find Him. There's Each person working that down. Exactly. Like Jesus said it over and over. You, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? <laughs> you know, I told you. You know, and and we need to stand on it because you know what? God isn't wishy-washy. When God says something, He's going to do it. When God God says it, He don't go back on it. You can count it. You can cement it. It's his word. And it's not going to change. He's not going to change. We had that conversation. <laughs> so It goes so, back to... Uh, don't doubt. When you think of that, it goes back all the way back to Jesus. I can't remember the exact thing now. I had it in my mind. Let's see. Repeat what you said. 
don't die. Why you have little faith? Why'd you die? Like he he said it. He said it over and over. He said it when when they got fearful in the boat. Yeah, exactly. Master, there it is. Master, when he made him walk. When he was walking on water. So when uh, it's back in Acts, actually, uh, when Peter is on the roof and he's sitting there, and he's uh, the Lord's talking to him, telling him to go places, and he doesn't want to listen because he's getting stuck in Jew- Jewish tradition. And so next thing you know is Peter's on a roof of a house and God comes down with a curtain of animals. All the animals are the unclean animals that they're not supposed to eat. And he said, Peter, take and eat. And he did it three times. Mm-hmm. Peter, take and eat. And then he took the curtain back and left. And he told him, do not call um, unclean what I have made clean. It goes back to um, what I was told by Namir. God makes us ready. Yep. Okay. You said that he brought animals that were unclean. Yep. It's, what do you consider so unclean? Back in Leviticus, uh, there was a ton of animals. It's a Jewish law is what it was, the old law, uh, where there were certain – you have to read it in Leviticus. There's certain animals, like I think it was hoofed animals or split hoofed split, animals. Split hoofed. The it's, pork pork was a big one. They weren't they weren't eating pork. But the whole thing was is you have these animals, these type different types of animals that you cannot eat because because of them they will make you unclean if you eat from them. No matter if it's cooked or whatever, you still will be unclean. It was just the law. It was Jewish their tra- law. Their tradition, or, yeah. right? Yeah. Their law, the tradition. It was a law, and I think it was Leviticus was given by Moses. Oh. Um, but when you read these, yeah, Thea's got it because she's more red than I am. I can't remember stuff. I suffer from that. Um, but hear that? You read. But you guys remember that it was not the food. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It, it, the, whole, the whole law for the food of the unclean animals was for you to be presented on the on the presence of God without blemish. Exactly. So it wasn't the food. It wasn't related to the food. Like people used to die for money. It was not money. But we can use the scripture to manipulate thinkers. And like Nick was saying that when the hypocrisy kicks in upon those one who knows the truth, but hide it for their own benefit. Exactly. See, that's, that's, that's the good that the hypocrisy that comes from the churches. So it was not the food. Because the Lord is saying, don't call, don't call unclean what I already have clean. Mm-hmm. And even even on that country, because I was hoping, where, where is it going with, uh, with uh, James? It's still connected with the Romans, because he's directing to the people who knows these laws, who right. supposed to be knowing, and instead of doing the calling that he says, be renewed by the, you know, don't not con- be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the reign of your mind, yep. so that you will not fall in the same pattern. Listen, the whole thing is for us to be in the presence of the Most High. That was the instead whole reason why. Of, I was instead of keeping people back from back. the presence, you know, sometimes because of our actions, we take people from the presence until the present time. Instead of looking at the future and the hope that exactly. we have in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. See, that, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And it's not even the food. Right. Says, it's, you know, it's not what makes a man unclean. It's what comes out of his mouth. That's what makes a man unclean. Right. Because what is in their hearts, their mouth speaks. See, because I know what is in men. 
But listen, but still when he knows what is in you, he's covering you. By the way, that is why I was going back to Romans. I was just um, slowly leading back into it because at the end is where I want to really go back to Romans and um, because this whole thing is describing that moment where he's talking about the renewing of your mind. These things are things we struggle with. That's why he mentions four different sections of something we struggle with. One of them being doubt and trials and um, having to persevere through those but you have to have um, you have to ask the Lord um, for these things to help you but you can't doubt when you ask him and then it goes into um, your circumstance oh are you rich are you poor are you this or that don't get in haughty about those things if you're poor be humble and take pride that you're humble not saying oh I'm humble. I'm better than this person. That's not humble. That's throwing it all away. Yeah. And when you're rich, it says to take pride in that in your low position, because when you you're it. huh? In your reverse. It says rich be humble. It actually no, it doesn't, because it says a brother in humble circumstances should take pride in his high position. But the one who is rich should take pride in his low position. Okay, so the poor one. So look at the poor one. Think the poor one wants like to be humble. The poor one is the humble. The be humble when you're in a high position. Think about it like this: when you're poor, right? Yeah. You've had to scrape and dig for everything, right? Okay, we're there. So, since you're poor, you're humble because you know what it takes right. to get yeah. something. But when you're rich, you stumble over people because you don't care. You think you're better than people. But when you're poor, you know that you're no better than anybody. Right. He says you're in humble circumstance. You're, you're, brother, the brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in this high position because he's not thinking so highly of himself because he has nothing, nothing to gloat about. On that, right. so I have a question. Poor, you're just, you know. Um, what it's talking about is this: it's talking about poor in the world what? and rich in the spirit. spirit. Yep. Poor in the spirit. Oh. No. Yeah. Well, what he's talking about spiritual wise is worldly spirit. Mm-hmm. So, think of it like this: you're poor of the things of the world, but you're rich in the spirit. In, in and God. that's what's saying yeah. right here. Take, that's yeah. what it's meaning. Take, take pride in yeah. your high circumstance. Uh-huh. Take pride in, in your okay. high position okay. because you're sitting there with the Lord. You're okay. um, yeah. focusing on the, the Lord, not the worried about the world. The mountain, blessed are those, them that are in the spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm always longing for him. I'm always in the middle. Right. And the one who knows a lot is the rich guy. They mm-hmm. notice it because the more that you know, the more than I want to request of you. Amen. Yep. So mm-hmm. take yourself from above and come down to where you found me. Right. And the one that is always in the need, he's going to continue growing. Right. And when he reached that level, like the Apostle Paul says, until, until everyone grows to the fullness right. of Christ Jesus. So you're going to be at the same level as any other brother, as any other people, you know, yeah. to speak in the knowledge and wisdom, and then you uh-huh. take, you humble yourself down. I understand Because that. you're not more yeah. than anybody yeah. else. You understand that? Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, so back to the concept. Okay, go ahead. Is 
then it goes into talking about this flower, right? The scorching heat withers the flower. And you know, it took a, it's actually funny. It took a bonsai that I really liked to be able to see this. Because uh, I put that bonsai out for a couple hours, right, outside. We went here. I think I put it out before we left um, the house. And then we came here um, on a Friday. When I got back, um, next thing you know is a couple days later, it's already withering. The leaves on it are completely dried out. It got sun scorched. Yeah. And um, everything's dying on it, right? There's no way to bring it back. Can you transplant it? You you can't. It's dead. When it gets sun scorched like that and all the leaves burn like that, it's dead. And the whole point I bring this up for is it took that to make me realize what the Lord meant in this. Is because, and it's funny because I just started reading this and it took like this whole thing the Lord's already planned out. But now I have this tree. Something I know is that the base of it's still alive. That's what I was right? to. Everything on the base, the trunk, the mm-hmm. branches, everything on the base is still alive on it. I only know because I made a little um, cut in it and I could still smell fresh cedar. Or not cedar, um, cypress, not cypress. Juniper, that's what it is. Um, fresh juniper, that's sweet smell that only comes from a living um, tree. And so I know it's still alive. But everything that keeps it alive is dead. And that's the same here. Is your life can is like that when you're living in the world. Your life looks beautiful because it's still green. The whole thing's still green, but all the leaves are dead. Your life looks beautiful on the top side, right? And yeah, you might still be alive at your core a little bit, but it, you're dying. You have no way of living now. Maybe God's going to bring something out in that tree so that he can show me the next part of it. But I know that when you come to the Lord, he renews you. He takes those branches, he chops them, and he puts them onto his olive tree. And he makes it renew. He makes it come back. But your entire life in this body is like that tree. It's completely dead. All its leaves are dead. Those are the things that keep a tree alive. All of it's dead. The entire thing. It's yellowing now, and I already know it's gone, but I'm still watering it. But that's exactly how our life is when we're not focused on it. Yeah. You take your focus off the Lord, you're going to find yourself dying like that. You keep focusing on the Lord, and next thing you know... He's watering you. He's keeping you replenished and renewed and trimming all the dead off and mm-hmm. keeping you perfect the way you're supposed to be. He starts trimming out the stuff that's hurting you, starts forming you and making you and making you anew. And all of this comes down to, it says, for the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossoms fall and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. It only took a couple hours in the sun for that tree to die. Same way with these people. When you start focusing on the Lord and you're rich in the world and you're doing all these things like the lottery, for instance. No, I know. Right? <laughs> I mean, I'm only bringing it back to that. That's what you came back. That person is so 
unfocused on the Lord. They don't know the Lord yeah. at all. I'm guessing. Don't. Yeah, no, don't you're know. right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just right. guessing. Right. It's not for me to judge. No. But oh, they don't know the Lord. We'll keep it at that. And they're focused on the world. They start getting all these things. They got rich and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. On the outside, it looks beautiful. Yeah. But when you touch it, it's dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the Kardashians. Like that saying, they, they can look beautiful on the outside, but they're <laughs> ugly on the inside. Funny. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's it's fleeting. Is what the whole meaning is. Yeah. Because yeah, that my tree it could live for probably maybe another six months, right? Take that to years. Maybe your life can live another 60 years. But what is that compared to eternity? It's nothing. It's a fleeting moment. And now, and then it goes into the next part. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. That God has promised to those who live. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know why you're on last day one? Because from chapter 11, it speaks about the remnant. Okay? You as a believer must learn the meaning of remnant. That you, you, although you live in there, you have a job. Yep. You have bills to pay. But you're not doing it for the job or for the bills to pay. You're doing it See, because how they going to know chapter 10? Unless somebody goes and tells them. And how they wanna, you know, how they wanna turn us their, their sin, how they wanna preach to them. So right. keeping on the contents. It's not it's not about the person who win the twenty five hundred bucks. He's still your brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, we, listen, everybody you know what I told a, a minister this week that is very religious? What'd you tell him? I told him this. When you had a singing in your heart last month. Did you encounter the transfusion? What, 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 what was that blood coming from? A white man or a Mexican? Or a black man? When you want to receive that blood, you did not inquire who gave that blood? Right. And he like, because see, I get disgusted by my brothers with that type of mentality. Right. You just wanted the blood to come in so that you can stay alive. They didn't care where it came from. He didn't care for where the blood came from. If it was from a lesbian, a gay, or whatever the case might be, you just wanted the blood. Because without the blood, there is no life. Amen. And that blood of Jesus covered our name with the 2,500 bucks. We all come from the same tree. We all come from modern enemies. We are, that's why Paul says, for therefore there is no Jewish, nor Greek, nor woman, nor, nor, nor man, nor female, nor barbarian, nor Scythian. We all go back to that tree. Mm-hmm. You see that? It's, it's, that's, that's what the Bible does. I'm going back to the contents. Yep. Because I want you guys to understand. Um, I can listen, I've been preaching it from the pulpit. I can walk to the body of the shadow of death and I fear no evil. Mm-hmm. How can you say that you love your brother or that you love God and you hate the sinner? See, the truth is not, you're not there yet. And then go back to the context of the study. Do not consider yourself more highly than others. Right. 
humble yourself. Going to the gyms, the rich and the poor. Understand that. Going to the contest, we're forming one body. Right. See, we, we, I, I can walk in a lot of places that you guys cannot walk because you might be stunned. But I'm not gonna bleed into temptation because nothing. The Lord comes just good gifts. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm not gonna say that He tempted me. Mm-hmm. If I go do things that nobody's calling me, mm-hmm. but if God sends me, you know, I, I preach one Sunday. You're not gonna go before me. Don't send me, Lord. I don't wanna do this. But if you go before me, I'm right behind you. See, that's the opinion. That's the submission. That's the body. That's the order. That's the mission of your faith. So listen, there is works to be done. Works of faith. Mm-hmm. Not works of, listen, what work should we do in order for us to be safe? You know, you know somebody asked that? What kind of work should I, a man must do in order for us to be safe? He asked Jesus though. You guys see that? The, the, the answer of the preachers back then was believe. Yeah. And you should be safe and your household too. Right. Yes. See, you need, the words that, that, we are, that we're supposed to be trembling is believing. Mm-hmm. Everything that is written, everything that God is speaking is truth and is living and is active. Which means it's applying, it's contents, and it's applying, and it's going to be for the future with a hope that, that it's not going to disappoint us, it's not going to put us into shame. So when we look at a situation like this, we started walking in a very different manner. Even though I go to places, you know, on Friday, on Friday I'm going to be preaching in Tijuana. And, and this one is for real, again, but this one is already have everything set up. You're not ashamed of the gospel. And the same words that I have in Tijuana, I have here with you guys. But I cannot say, well, you guys, your faith is little because you guys don't go to Tijuana. That would be stupid and foolish. See, I go before him because he commands how they want and one is with one. So there is a reverency mentality that we need to have so that we don't fall in the same patterns of the, of the Pharisees and the, of the law. So that we don't fall into religiousness. So that we preach Christ and Christ crucified. But not, not with, with some, you know, arguments or none of that stuff or, or different teachings or others that was founded. No one can build upon that foundation other than this one. If anyone else builds in this on a different foundation other than this one, anyone is gonna perish. So going going to the courts, going with James, going with you know, I just put to you Philippians, I think it's Thessalonians chapter one, the works of faith. And there is labor to do. And that labor that we do, what I wanna do in Tijuana is out of law, according to the scriptures. I come and preach and I come and teach you guys because the love that God put in my heart for all of you. See? And I'm gonna endure a lot of judgmental, a lot of, you know, Matt has been saying, it, man, if I were to just treat you the way that you're something you guys treat me, it shouldn't be empty. We endure so much stuff. See, because we have hope <laughs> that everybody's gonna grow into the fullness of Christ Jesus, into the knowledge of what is written. So that we don't, so that we took the pearl of religion is off. Mm. So that we take the crown and put it at the feet of Jesus. That's the beauty of this chapter. I mean, this chapter is so powerful, chapter 12. And I, I just want you guys to keep the context so that we don't 
we don't we don't deter from that from that sound doctrine that the apostle Paul used to teach. That's the sound doctrine. Sound mind is our judgment. So we don't think oh <laughs> see I need to shut up because I'm speaking <laughs> exactly what I'm not supposed to be doing. <laughs> You're fine. Yes. Uh, you know well, first off, you got 15 minutes left, so start to get your uh, prayer closing. So I'm probably gonna keep talking and forget again. Right. Um, Where are you gonna be in? But I'm going to go back to Romans now because you actually went over the rest of what I wanted to go over, <laughs> which is awesome. It worked out. So back I just to 12. Like too much. I love Romans. Yeah, I love James. James is a good one too. Because wow. I was a Roman Catholic. Mm. <laughs> That's why they're Romans. <laughs> Makes so much sense, Memo. <laughs> so we're back in James 12.4. Or sorry, not James. Romans 12.4. Romans 12.4, not James. <laughs> it says, Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function and then we'll keep going so in Christ we who are many form one body and each member belongs to all the others you know this goes back to the uh, James part where it talks about the humility and the, the high and low positions now instead of thinking of the world and the spirit as um, in that subject think of it a different way now Think of it as a pastor and someone who's sitting in the church. One with high high position ought to think of himself or take pride in that position. In that position, but seeking take pride in his low position is what it says. Mm -hmm. And then the person just sitting there should take pride in his high position. Because what it's doing is God's taking people and he's leveling them out. Level of Placing them where he needs them and he's leveling them out, correct? He's, he's taking it all and leveling it all out. So we are one. So we're all one. Right, no one's more. We are one. It's like a football team. Without a quarterback, you have no team. Without a running back, you have no team. Right. Without different players. All the players are one unit. Exactly. We are one important. unit. They're we are one body. They're all necessary. They're all part of it. And, and, a, and a body that's missing. One a member suffers. Is suffering. Yeah. How so. hard is it if you miss your big toe? Oh yeah, yeah. of course. Your big toe gives you balance. 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 Now, if you don't have your big toe, you're going to be falling over. You're going to be stumbling. Yeah. You don't. You don't have a hard time walking. Like okay. anything, you're missing an arm. You don't hurt his toe. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. I had to poke you out a little bit. Um, but. When you have that happen, when you're missing something, it becomes evident you're missing it. Because now, everything you do, you realize you're missing that piece. It becomes harder to do. Like, you, you miss a hand. You're sitting there every single time. It's so um, second nature to use try to use that hand, even though you're missing it. Uh, there's a reason why they call it a ghost limb or something like that. <laughs> it's where you think you feel it. You think you um, think it's still there mentally mm -hmm. but then you look and you know it's not there it's like you go to use it and it's not there mm -hmm. it's the same thing with the body of Christ because the brain used to you the brain used to react in that way exactly it's the same thing with the body of Christ when 
one person stumbles and they walk away or they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, the whole body feels it. But the whole body should help that one member. And that's lift what the we're member called up. to do. Yes. That's why, we're, that's why God's leveling the playing field. Mm-hmm. Because he's trying to have it to where, say, you fall, right? You're not going to see us making fun of you. Don't You're going to see us trying him. to help you. Lift them up. Exactly. Don't put them down. Lift We're going to be there helping you, encouraging you, letting you know, hey, this is what the word says. Hey, come back to the roots. Go back to where, what first saved you and what your first love was and all these different things. We're going to continue to help Especially. you and lift you back up, get you back to that level playing field because maybe you put yourself down or you brought yourself too high. Actually, the scripture says to treat him as an unbeliever. The power of love is very powerful. You know, I can tell you that. Okay, I understand that. Because what it says in the beginning is if you see a brother stumbling as you go and you tell them. Yeah. And then if they still stumble, yeah. then you treat them as an unbeliever and try to win them back. Yeah. That's why I was. It's, that's it's, why I said. Just, well, first it says. It's leveling. Yeah. It's not. You know. It's not. Oh, he's. He's not a believer no more. None of that stuff. He's leveling the grounds. He's leveling the top. Leveling everything that that comes up before us. Thanks, God. We heard somebody back. Thank you. Yeah. And, and, and you hear it right in the yeah. money because you know if 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 one of the members are hurt. Mm. Oh, it's um. Uh, oh, thank you. Come here. Give me a hug, man. Still Bible Sorry. Yeah. Maybe my mom will let me. That is so cool. She gets all fired up. I love that. Give me a hug. Miss you, man. Oh my God! Friday, Friday night. Friday night. 6:30. Oh my I was having a, 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 we're talking outside. I'm like, okay, we're gonna stop. I wasn't sure what you guys were doing. I was like, we're gonna stop and say hello. And um, um, it was just like he wanted to stay. I didn't know what you guys were doing. Wanna, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Want to go grab him a popsicle out of the fridge? Yeah, I had um, I had Ask his mom to make sure they were doing the. Yeah, I went into surgery, and so my dad, my son went to my dad's house. But I seen on Friday the jumper and everything. I was like, oh man, this is. I wish you would have been here. It was nice. He'll show you because I'm. We have to continue with the Bible study. Okay, maybe. So we're gonna sit down. We're gonna listen. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, you know. Back to back to the con man I loved that when he came running up. Faith of a child, amazing. Just a one to come and do the Bible study. That was awesome. That's that's awesome. We should all have. That's why he says to have a faith of a child. Because you didn't see him worried. Saw him come running. He came running to the church right when he saw that there was cars out there. Yeah. yeah. We missed him. We're hoping he's going to be the rest of the VBS. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I had to go into surgery, so I did oh. that, and he was at my dad's house. Oh, I'm so, sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay. I was, I was uh, bummed out, too. Like, I seen it on Friday and everything, too. I was like, I started crying. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, but my dad lives in Riverside, so he was oh. kind of a ways away. Mm-hmm. 
that? You guys came. Yeah. Yeah. At least you got one day, and that's, I know, right? That's it, it looked like it looked like it was going to be like really cool. Like, it's, like I said, I seen it on Friday uh, when I was driving by. I was like, oh man. But I, you know, thank you. <laughs> it's alright. Is it time for everything? There's more to come. Right. Yep, there's always going to be more. Yes. Just keep coming. But, uh, let's go body into six. Unique. Yeah, the body. Are you not right? Yeah, you're right. Five. Uh, so, in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Now, that's also something to point out. It doesn't say that I belong to only Orlando, or only Jackie, or only Memo. It says all the others. I don't only belong to Community Christian Church. I don't only belong to the way. It's all the others. We all form one body, one being. Because we're all focused on the same thing. One goal, and one spirit. Listen, baby. Read with me. <laughs> oh, we're in six right here. Uh, nope, nope, right here. See where it says we? So it says we have different gifts according to all the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. Nice. Looks awesome. I have at least brats too. Sweet. Sweet. Oh. Uh, two actually. Three actually. Sweet. That's awesome. My whip and one of the fleas. It's okay though. I still got two more. I still got two more. I got the one that I. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet though, it's sick. Hey, you still got one. I don't know what he said right now. Like, yeah, I wasn't so. Yeah, But with verse 6, it tells us about the different gifts. And Ephesians, you can go deeper into that. It's talking about. Oh. Matthew, Matthew. What? I'm supposed to copy you. Oh, Matthew, Matthew. It's okay if you if it helps you remember. Yeah. Matthew. Oh. So you know. Man, I love love that thing. I'm sorry. That's just awesome. Oh. It's this is all about like like God gives us gifts, right? And um and and. And some 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 people excel at some things, and some people are just okay at it. But it's okay. It's not. It, God didn't ordain them to excel at that. It's like it's like some people are a master of this craft, but other people are, are a jack of all trades, right? And so they're really a master. You know, it says jack of all trades, master of none. You know, and, and that, but it's there's there's some truth to that. And so it's like, hey, I, I I know enough to get it done here, here, and here, and here. I I'm not a master at it, but yet there's a lot of things I can fix. You he know, can't but, wire up a whole household, but he can fix a little bit of things here and there. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, and so 
um, it's accordance with what God's given you, and that's and not and not um. It, it doesn't mean to don't try and do better, but just trust God and seek God and, and, and step out in his faith. And if he's giving you if he's giving you the, the 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 desire to serve, let him serve. If he's giving you prophesying, prophesying is 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 um, speaking the word of God. If he's giving you that gift, speak it. You know, um, if it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging you know, let him encourage. You know, God, God's given each of us gifts and each of us a place. Each of us a purpose. I mean, look, look at Mary. Mary, Mary's, Mary's a Barnabas. Mary's an encourager. You know, she, she's out there encouraging people and helping people and and um, and just not tiring at it. She, she's a master at it. I would even say because she excels. But that's her gift. That's She's like, stop. I need to stay humble. I'm very humble. I don't, you know, I do what that, the Lord wants me to do. But that's exactly. her gift, and that's what she's God's called her to, and she enjoys it. And and, and that's how, um, by doing that, it shines a light. She's letting people know who Jesus is, and each one of us have gifts. And, 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 and it's not just each one of us don't have one gift. Each one of us have a multitude of gifts. It's just different areas where we're at. Where we're at. Yeah, um, you know, uh, and it's funny because when you're with the Lord, when you're sitting in step with the Spirit, there's also spiritual gifts too. There's the gifts that God gave you for your per- like for you to where, yeah, you're, you're a good teacher. You can, you can do this or you can do that in the world you can do it in the world but you can also do it for the Lord the Lord wants you to do it for him especially when you come to him use that same gift of what you're good at for the Lord and then there's also spiritual gifts gifts of healing gifts of tongue gifts of uh, so on and so forth it keeps going but those spiritual gifts too God every single person has the Holy Spirit it doesn't mean that he only gave you a tiny piece of the Holy Spirit he gave you the full Holy Spirit and when you're focused on the Lord and when the time comes, you can tap into those gifts if it's according to the Lord. Right. Peter and John, Matt, Matt uses this all the time. Peter and John were at the gate, as it was their custom, every day. But also at the gate, every day, there was a beggar there. And, and, um, and uh, one day, I'm sure they crossed paths with this guy many times, but one day... Jesus looked him straight in the eye and said, Silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I give you. Rise and walk. You know, that day, God called him to heal that man, and Peter knew it. You know, and so we will know. We will know if we stay in tune with the Lord. If we stay in tune with the Spirit. And so, Sunday I preached Paul and I said, I, so I studied last word, right? And I consider myself an expositor of God's word. But God's telling me to preach it. Which is a whole different deal. Yeah. And, and see, because I'm in the comfort zone, even right now, because I have studied God's word so many times and so back and forth, that I'm really, I'm, I'm in the comfort zone. Just expositing or teaching. That's, that's the gift that I, that I know he gave me. Right. But now he's com- he's calling me to start preaching it mm-hmm. because I already started. I already started me. He wants me to be a a, a overflowing cup, 
And I'm listening, I said it on Sunday. And on Sunday before that, I hold my, I wish I would not know what I know. I'm holding myself accountable. Right. See, because of the richness, I go to my lower position. And I, I was thinking when you were saying that about Sunday when I preached, I said, man, God told me to preach. And I'm gonna struggle with it. But I'm gonna listen to him. See, because God used this, this, this uh, pattern. So my wife is a gifted person, and I know that, but I've been talking to you, give is, is singing to the Lord. See, that's, that's what you were, you're, and, that, and then God starts speaking to me, that's your comfort songs. I want you to go beyond that. Right. See, when, when you challenge yourself, when yeah. you, when the Lord says, you know, I want you to go there, because it's, listen, I, this is a scripture that he gave me. Abraham, you're over here with your daddy, making a lot of money, right? You see that desert? I want you to go there. There is nothing lower in the desert. How you want me to go over there when I go with on the on the oasis? You know, by the by the nice mountains and everything on Yeah. Why am I have to go over there to Canaan? It's ugly. But the Abraham took and went. Mm -hmm. See, when the Lord is leading, the wife, you know, keeping on the points and chapter, then how are you going to go and tell him? So that is different gifts. Yeah. And I agree. Listen, but he, and you're right on it. He gave you all of it. Yeah. Each other, sometimes we as believers, we sit on the pew on the comfort zone. We don't you know, care for the four walls. In that moment, it, it reminds me of something that happened at surf camp. The reason why I go back to these things is because it's something I know and it's something God's um, worked in me through. So, Leah, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Uh, give me grace. But when we were there, something that happened was before the baptism was when it happened is Pastor Dan, who had surgery on his knee, he was having a lot of pain that day. He had a surgery a couple months before, but he was having knee pain. And so he asked um, Pastor John to pray over Well, when, he, when Pastor John prayed, he said it was insane because he felt the power of the Lord coming through. And Dan was healed for that day. He was up walking without a knee brace. He was practically able to jump around and everything. He was healed. Pretty good. But then the next day comes. And his knee's hurting again. And so he goes back to John, and he's like, hey, can you pray over me again? This time, John said he didn't feel anything. So he knew there was going to be no healing. But he still prayed over him. It still didn't happen, like he thought. And so just for an example about this is those were two different set times that God was showing his power. One, God showed, hey, I can heal doesn't matter if it was Old Testament or New Testament, or even during Jesus' time or after, I could still heal. It doesn't matter. I could still use people to heal. And he said, but it's also in accordance to my will. That was what the next day was for. And it wasn't his, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't according for him to do. Uh, yeah, because he used, yeah. he used that, which is also... Um, the reason why I ended up stepping in to baptize that um, Thursday meant for you to do was it. because Dan got hurt, and so I was called to do it. It was meant for you to do it. But yeah, the Lord God used it all. He, he planned everything out perfectly, mm -hmm. and, he, and he used it all to show the glory of the Lord. And he'll prompt you. 
mm-hmm. he will he will prompt you when um, you seek him. If, if you get an inkling about something, some area you want to serve, seek him. Seek him, and he'll make it evident. Mm-hmm. But earnestly seek him. God gave me my answer if I want. So, all right. We're, we're over. I got uh, one prayer on here. Um, so remember, which is after tomorrow. Thursday is after tomorrow. The day after Thursday is Friday, which is the movie. Movie night. So what's the date on Thursday? The 10th. Yeah, the 10th, Thursday. All right. What's the date? Yeah, the date. I don't have my phone, so I can't check the date. I forgot mine. Oh, mine died. What? Your phone? Yeah. I know what that is too. There's a piece that came up. I'll find it. I'll ask for prayer for Jessica's boy. James in the hearts, man. I'll find that in a second. I'm not too worried about it. Jameson and Jensen, they're both sick. They have conjunctive items. Conjunctive items? I've never actually heard of it. Oh, the top end where it has the thing to press on the screen. It's a screwed up. No worries, I'll find it. I did not hit developer. Um. I was trying to be again. You guys please stop on my carpet again? Totally. I spilled it, see? Oh, wait, wait, Jacob's not here. I spilled it, see? I dropped some of the pepper on the floor, I'm sorry. You know, when I was pouring that earlier, like I could have. Should I say eight? Literally, I think it was. I'm sorry, I'll all over your floor. Give me some more. I'll be back here again doing it. But. Yeah, you pretty close to know. Conjunctive next, yeah. next, yeah. next month, August, September, I'm going to go up there and, and the, um, and the tumboot and the office. Huh? Do the stage for now, That's why. That's why I was telling you to be after here. That would be a bad idea. Do you want to pray for the? Yeah. Just wrote it down. 
Maybe harder one on the. Hi, Leah. On the platform. Grace and mercy to me. I'm sorry. Maybe that would be good. I didn't mean to mention yeah. something twice. <laughs> I did a hard work because it's very hard to maintain and keep up. That's why we say Y L I N. Another one. Those two. Oh, no, Y N. Yeah, one of us into those rooms. Oh, good Mike Marshall. I know. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking it's a different person that we're supposed to Keep the videos of her. You could pray for um, Matthew to uh, um, be more um, focused in school and to, um, um, he's really smart in school, but he's having a hard time with friends and um, um, emotional regulation. So if, if we could pray for that. And maybe we can all kind of say, yes. My friends break up. They're not doing good right now. Angel. Pray for my mission so we can pray the Oh, yes. You'll be in my prayers. This whole week. Mama, where do you go? I leave Friday morning. Pray for me for she's troubles. To and from. Yeah, and he's going to preach in Tijuana. So too, and while he's there. And come home safely. And pray for this whole, our whole congregation. Not yet. Pray for our whole congregation. Leftover kids again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grandkids, grandkids. Right. Uh, Matthew? Uh, yeah, yeah, so I'm always getting candies. Right now, like, uh, he wants to know how to pray. He asks me all the time when, when we pray at night, and just randomly, and um, uh, as well. That he's like, I'm like, okay, it's your turn. And sometimes he has a like beautiful like prayer of crying, like. He always asks me like, "How do I?" She'll teach you. So there's more. There's more than just the way I do it or say and how I say it. So I'm glad that he can hear. You know. Yeah. So he was just wondering what everybody was doing right now. Not saying like, you know, they're all telling everybody what to, you know, if they could pray for this. Just keep coming. My position. Your position. Continue praying for that. My position. I had he couldn't wear that at school. I was like, he went right to the, the bush at school when we first got there. He's like, no, 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 he is going through a lot. He doesn't want to listen to the word. So just keep him in prayer that the Lord would continue to knock on his heart. So. All right. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we just, Lord, we come before you right now in reverence and 
just ask that your hand would be over us all, Lord. We thank you for your presence being here, Lord, that your word was spoken. And Lord, just help it, help us to retain it, Lord, more than just 1% or 5%, Lord. Help us retain it, Lord. Write it in our hearts or minds or however you help us remember, Lord. And Lord, we ask that you would just be with us throughout this week, Lord. We ask that your leadership would be over us, that you would just not only lead us, but lead the church too, Lord. Just be with the church. Help us all, to the entire congregation, to follow you and follow you closer than we did yesterday or the day before, Lord. Help us seek you in all things that we do, Lord. Lord, uh, we ask that your hand would be over Jameson and Jensen, Father. Just be with them uh, with what's going on in their life, Lord. Help them with their um, health, Lord. Just bring these kids back to healthy bodies, Lord. Just heal them, Lord. We know that you can heal, and we know that you're you're a God that created all things. So, Lord, we ask that you have your hand over them, Lord. Have your hand over Leah, Lord. As she's not here, and I know that she's also still maybe struggling with uh, her family moving, Lord. Whatever the case may be, Lord, we just ask that uh, you would have your hand over her, comfort her, be with her, lead her, and guide her. Also heal her, Lord. Heal her bones. Heal her the marrow in her bones. Heal her whatever's wrong in her body, the skin, everything, Lord. Heal her entire body so that she would have the strength to come, Lord. I know once she's here, she loves it here, Lord. So, Lord, we just ask that she would have more days like that to where she can come and be in fellowship with all of us, Lord. And also help her family, Lord. Help them to find a good church, Lord, that speaks your word, nothing but your word, Lord, a loving church, and help them remember who you are, Lord. Help them not forget about you, Lord. Lord, we ask your hand over Matthew, Lord, as he, man, I love when he came and he came running, Lord, and he was so excited and joyful. Lord, we need more of that. A lot of us, we get drugged down by the world, but Seeing that just lifts us up, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We ask that he would uh, have more focus so that he would be able to do the things at school, Lord. Just uh, help him to be able to get through school, help him with friends and uh, everything, Lord. His emotions, just help him to grow up, Lord. Not grow up maturity-wise, but grow up mentally, Lord. Help him just to have you, Lord, to be healthy and strong and just continue having that faith that he has, Lord. To love being here and love being with um, people that speak your word, Lord. We ask that your hand will be over Angel, Lord, as she's going through a heartbreak of something that really hurt her, Lord. We ask that uh, one that you would continue showing your life in her, or so, sorry, your hand in her life, Lord, just do not forsake her, Lord. Be with her and comfort her and just be with her throughout this painful time, Lord. Help her to get through it and seek you afterwards, Lord. But comfort her while she is in that moment, Lord. Lord, we ask your hand over Memo's upcoming mission trip, Lord. Just uh, one, give him the words to speak. Help him not speak anything that you do not want him to speak, Lord. Help him to speak the exact words. Help him be prepared for the exact time, Lord. 
prepare mentally, physically, and spiritually, Lord. Lord, we ask that you would have a safe travel out there, Lord, and be able to get out there and be safe out there and do your will out there and come back and continue reignition, Lord. Be with them, Lord. We ask your hand over Jackie's upcoming or Jackie's position and her work, Lord, just to help her, Lord. Help her to shine your light. Help her to be a leader that she needs to be, Lord, and help everyone around her to see uh, what she's meant to do, Father. And if this is if this is a test, Lord, then help her to pass it, Lord. In accordance with your will, Lord, help her to shine your light brightly to everyone at that work, Lord. You have her there for a reason. And so far, she's seen some different reasons, Lord. There's people who need you there, Lord. And we ask that you would continue having her there to shine your light, Lord. Have your hand just move about that place, Lord, that workplace. And everyone to see your hand be moved. And we ask your hand over Oscar, Lord, just continue to work in him, Lord. Continue to send other people. Lord, uh, we all do your work and we all... When we come across people and we talk to them, we plant those seeds, Lord, and I just ask that you would water it, Lord. Send someone to water it, send someone to plant another seed, whatever the case may be, Lord. I just ask that you would continue to work in him. Break that hard heart, Lord. Renew a right spirit in him, Lord. We ask that you would just keep us all safe as we go home. Help us all just to Continue to think about you and walk on your path, Lord. Mary Jane's Anne. Oh, and Mary Jane's Anne, Lord, thank you. We ask that uh, you would have your hand over her giant family, Lord, over the passing of her aunt. Just uh, give peace to all of those who are around, who were close to that aunt, Father. And even though, if, even if they weren't, Lord, have your hand over them, Lord. Everyone who needs it in her family, Lord, just be with them. Show your hand in their life and show, work through this, do good through this, Lord. We ask this in your name, in Jesus' name we say. Amen. 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 Thursday, don't forget about the congregation. I did. Oh, did. Right at the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning. Oh. Yeah. But I miss it. I miss it. Mainland says, I love you guys. Bless you. Oh. 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 Oh.